0: Incoming facts from Stadium and Gale.
1: Welcome to another episode of Stadium and Gale's recruiting podcast, Facts Only. Today it's hosted by Dan and Connor. Man, oh man, Connor, it's good to have you. Silk had a, a prior family obligation today, uh, so we wanted to make sure that we got this content out for you guys this week. With National Signing Day coming up just next Wednesday, Connor, how is everything going on your end, my friend?
0: Everything's great, man. Busy time for us right now at Rivals, just with uh, early Signing Day getting ready to be here next Wednesday. But it's been fun, man. Hectic but fun.
1: Yeah, man. How's life treating you outside? of hear you. Uh, you got a wedding coming up here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, man. I got a wedding coming up next month. Excited about it. Uh, Honestly, probably more excited about the honeymoon, but the wedding's fun too.
1: Man, I love it. Get to have some fun. Well, congratulations, my friend, and happy holidays to you, your fiance, your family, and friends.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. You too.
1: You got it, my friend. Well, currently, Florida ranks number sixth on Rivals.com with 26 total commitments with early signing day on Wednesday, October six. or pardon me, on December 16th, just next Wednesday. Uh, Right now, the class sits, like I said, with 26 commitments, and Florida is expected to get about 23 of those commitments signed up on Wednesday with Javante Gardner. Tavaya Hammond and Travante Rucker as the three that will likely be signing in February. Connor, is there anybody else that you expect that m- may not sign on, uh, on Wednesday?
0: Yeah, I think you're looking at a guy like Tyreek Sapp, uh, kids kids been fam- committed for so long. You'd think mm-hmm. he would sign early. Uh, I've heard that he probably will not. He'll probably push it back to February. Okay. Never good news. If you've had a kid committed for about two years and he doesn't want to sign, um, as far as anybody else. I've heard rumblings that Adrian Strickland might not sign uh, early, but uh, I haven't been able to confirm that one yet either.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, we'll uh, we'll definitely keep a tune out for that. Uh, We will be hosting a podcast next Wednesday on National Signing Day. Be able to go over everybody that did sign, did not sign. Any flips, any commitments, anything else next Wednesday, uh, please feel free to wait for details as we announce that. Uh, Connor and Silk will be reporting live from Orlando, and I will already be in Atlanta for the SEC Championship just a couple days uh, from then. Uh, but let's get the show started. And this week, we have two new sponsors. Uh, one's very personal a connection of mine from college, and one's a family connection. So it's always good uh, to have friends and family support. So this segment of the show is sponsored by a new sponsor, like I said, called And lines a local online design business focused on creating custom design work for businesses of all sizes, as well as any personal projects you may have. So, give Rebecca Allison a two time gator uh, a call. You can reach her at 321 300 6557. She's going to work with you on any website needs you have, logo and brand design, social media, graphic and video design, email templates print and digital marketing materials, t-shirt, merchandise design, and the like. I know that Stadium and Gail is going to be using her exclusively lo- moving forward. So we're super excited to welcome Lemon and Lines. And you can visit them at LemonandLines.com or give Rebecca a call again at 321 300 Five five seven. All right, Connor. Already discussed offense over the previous two uh, facts-only podcasts. So we're going to jump right into linebackers. The first one we're going to go over is a guy by the name of Chief Borders, uh, linebacker, six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, has been committed to the Gators for just over a year now. Uh, was flirting with Stanford for a while. Uh, announced that he did get into Stanford, but just a couple of days ago announced that he's going to stick with his original commitment and the Florida Gators. Connor, break down Chief Borders a little bit. For
0: us. Yeah, absolutely. Chief Borders, like you said, is a kid that flirted with Stanford for quite a while. Uh, we thought he was going to flip to Stanford. Hard to turn down, down that Stanford education, but he's a kid that Dan Mullen is extremely high on. Like you said, about six foot four, 230 pounds. He's one of those bigger inside linebackers that Florida hasn't had in such a long time. If you look at the previous linebackers, you had David Reese standing at about six foot. You have Ventura Miller at 5'11", six foot tall. They haven't really had a big inside linebacker like that. Probably going back to uh, Brandon Spikes with that kind of size. Because you look at Jared Davis, he was about 6'2". You look at Antonio Morris, and he was also about 6'2". So Chiefs actually set his high school record that he transferred to Hurd County for most tackles in a season. I think it was about 164. Yep. Um, said his senior tape be coming out soon, so I'll be excited to see that but he's one of those legitimate inside linebackers that Florida hasn't really had for quite a while. Cause they've been taking a lot of those tweeners that we've talked about.
1: So, so Connor, I know that there's a lot of questions about Chief Borders and his, his position at Florida. I know you said he's a big linebacker. He's going to fill that gap in the middle. Uh, athletically, is he a guy that we think can, can start pretty quickly? Does he need some development uh, before he does see the field? Obviously, Florida does have some need uh, at the linebacker position uh, with some graduation and, and definitely some needed improved play
0: there. Yeah, absolutely. He's a kid that I think is going to take a year or two to get uh, acclimated to the the power five, the sec level game, honestly. Um, when I watched his junior tape, I wasn't blown away. He's a big kid. He's a smart kid. So he reads things well. Um, not overly fast, but like I said, because he's smart, he kind of diagnoses the plays really quickly and is in the right spot, but he's a kid that is going to need some time when he gets to the next level.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, like him, obviously a very smart, intelligent kid, uh, you know, to, to set any sort of tackle record in uh, the state of Georgia is, is, an incredible feat by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a guy that likes to see chief borders, probably play some special teams probably early on in his career and probably see the field probably as a sophomore, or junior. I do think that he will contribute. I think that he does have some good size. I think that he's going to need probably some leaning out and then probably adding uh, more to his body after that. But I definitely see him uh, being a, a valuable, player for the Gators, but probably the bell cow at that linebacker position uh, is a uh, four-star uh, Jeremiah Williams uh, from Alabama, Florida, beat out Auburn for his commitment a few months ago, uh, 6'3", 224 pounds, splits in that, you know, buck. Weak side defensive end, but you know Florida has him as a, a linebacker in their class. I um, want to talk a, a bit about him because I think that he's an impact player uh, for the Gators. Connor, tell me your thoughts, and then I want to pull up uh, some film of his that we can uh, watch a little bit more of him.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a huge Jeremiah Williams fan. When uh, Florida was able to pull off that commitment from him, I was very surprised because everybody at the time thought he was going to Auburn. Now, with this kid, you're getting, like you said, he's got good size. He's about six foot three, six foot four, 225, 230 pounds. Um, and he can move, very athletic. He's a kid that's played the majority of his time um, in high school off the edge as an edge rusher. But he actually recently, this week, has been playing in the Alabama Mississippi uh, game. And they've been having their practices this week. And he's been showing out, not just off the edge where he's very natural at, but also in coverage, being able to drop back, cover running backs, tight ends, um, and then just diagnosing plays from a linebacker perspective and shooting the gap. So he's a kid that's got a lot of versatility and a kid that I'm very excited to see.
1: Yeah, kind of pulled up his film here. You'll see, you know, with him, uh, really bodies a lot of people on the uh, the offensive side of the bar, offensive line. Uh, strong kid, uh, but what I like about him and what you'll see in the video that they're they're showing now is he's a guy that's not afraid to drop back into coverage, even out of side of that that defensive end position that he's playing. Uh, he does line up at linebacker. Um, you know, on that play right there, makes a, a a good play, good heads up play to the ball on a on a slant route that goes in front of him. Uh, but a quick player, an instinctive player, uh, great body size. I, I think that he's a guy that when you're talking about who are your potential impact players on defense, right away, I think that Jeremiah Williams is is one of those guys. I think that he comes in immediately, um, hits the special team side of the ball, uh, and then I can definitely see him with with Florida needing some help at the linebacker position. He fits that athletic mold uh, that we know that Christian Robinson and and Todd Grantham like, but I think he's, he's bigger. He's a little bit more instinctive than, than some of the linebackers uh, that we've seen, you know, outside of maybe a a Derek Wingo or a
0: Tyron Hopper. I completely agree with you.
1: So let's, let's move to defensive tackle. Uh, You know, Florida does have a, a couple of commitments there I want to talk about, I I guess the first one we can talk about uh, is Desmond Watson uh, from Sefner uh, three star guy ranked by a lot of the, uh, the different services rivals has him ranked as a four star. Um, I think that he's, Definitely a four-star. I, I think that he's an underrated guy. Uh, comes in 6'5", 350 pounds, out of Sefner Armwood, like I said. Uh, Florida goes back into Armwood, steals probably the the elite Central Florida defensive tackle uh, in Desmond Watson. But, but, Connor, talk to us a little bit about what you like out of him because Rivals does have him ranked a bit higher than some of the other sites.
0: Yeah, we do, and it's for good reason. I saw him in person a couple times at camps this summer, and he was just dominant. Um, is probably putting it very nicely for him. Uh, he's a kid that I think right now sits at about 380 or 385 pounds. Um, and I think at one point was up over 400 pounds. Uh, he's a kid that at that size though, has elite quickness. His, his foot speed, he uses his hands well. And then at that size, you're just, just overly physical to really any of the offensive linemen that are going to try to block you. Um, He's he's a kid that's going to be an instant plug and play nose tackle I think because he's going to enroll early at Florida he'll get there in January be able to work with coach Savage in the weight program and I think he's going to be an instant impact impact kind of player for the Gators.
1: I love it. Connor, what what kind of um deficiencies do you think that that he has or do you think that he's a guy who can come in right away? Do you think that he's a a disruptor um or do you think he's more of a space eater? What what kind of defensive tackle do you think he is?
0: So I think he's a little bit of everything, honestly. With the size that he has, he's going to be a bit of a space eater. He's going to draw a lot of double teams. He's going to have to take on a lot of that uh, early in his career. But he's got the, the foot speed and the, the hand, move, hand movement to be able to split double teams and make, make impact plays. I would liken him to a, a Terrence Cody that played at Alabama a while okay. back. He was a big-time space eater, uh, blocked quite a few field goals, but wasn't really known for being able to get after the passer. I think Watson's a little bit quicker and can do that, but mostly he's going to be one of those guys that eats up a lot of double teams over the middle. You won't see his impact in on the stat sheet as much, but he's going to be a huge player for the Gators down the line.
1: Do, do you have him projected like a, a Slayton's playing this year? or?
0: I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he'll play the same position that TJ Slayton is going to leave
1: behind. Okay. Yeah, I mean, really like him. I mean, you can see on his uh, on his film, you know, really highlights, um, you know, his ability to, you know, he's a lot stronger, obviously, than a lot of those guys. Much bigger, bigger physically uh, than most of the guys that he's going to play in in high school. Uh, but looks to have solid technique. Looks to have more than that just simple bull rush uh, that you often see out of, you know non-technique defensive tackles um i also like him because he looks faster than his size indicates that he should be um his was able to shed some blocks was able to chase down some running backs and you know some fullbacks or some some wide receivers that are running over the middle but but definitely looks like a, a solid player what do you think the knock on him is why do you think some people have him ranked lower than um than you guys do
0: I think it's just because of all the bad weight he was carrying around for, for quite a while. Uh, like I said, I think at one point he was up over 400 pounds. Um, so you see a guy like that and you think maybe he's a little lazy. Maybe he's uh, not going to be as quick as what you see on film here. As you can see from, from these highlights, he's getting off the ball just about as fast as anybody on his defensive line. And he, I guarantee, outweighs every one of them by at least 100 pounds.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now I really like him. I thought that getting him was a big get. Um, Obviously that's an area that Florida, you know, that Lakeland Sefner plant city area, you know, is an area that Florida has historically recruited really well, but over the last few years has struggled Uh, get a couple guys from Lakeland a few years ago, get back into Sefner, get back into Kathleen and and kind of that area Uh, you know, Florida's back. And, and I know that Dan Mull and Christian Robinson and that gang have really done a a great job of, of really going back after uh, those two areas, also at the defensive tackle uh, position is a, a three-star guy out of, um, out of Dunbar High School and down in Fort Myers, um, 6'6", 277 pounds, uh, a little bit taller, significantly leaner uh, than Desmond Watson is. Uh, Christopher Thomas Jr., uh, like I said, three-star guy, recruited by Todd Grantham, has been committed to Florida, uh, gosh, for almost a year and a half now. Um, different player. Uh, then um, then Desmond Watson, I think, um, definitely is a, a little bit probably more athletic. Uh, he is a little bit leaner, uh, but in my opinion is missing some of the technique uh, that maybe you know you're gonna look for out of your defensive tackle. but but Connor, talk to us a little bit about what you uh, know uh, about Christopher Thomas.
0: Yeah, he's a kid that uh, a lot of people, including myself, were questioning the take when they took him back over a year ago. Um, but Hey, you got to trust David Turner and what he decides to do with the D line class. He's been fantastic, both coaching and recruiting along the defensive line. So if he's a, if Thomas is a kid that he likes, then you have to go with it. Um, now Thomas has had a big senior season. He's improved a lot from last year to this year. I do think he's a little bit underrated based off of what I've seen from him this year. Um, but he is a kid that's going to be a developmental kid. He's not going to get on the field year one and blow people away. Uh, he's a kid that still needs work on his technique. He's got to add a little bit of weight. He's a kid that also can shift around the defensive line a little bit, can play a little bit of strong side defensive end, a little bit of defensive tackle, a little bit of position versatility, which this defense really covets. Um, but I think he's a solid prospect that maybe in a year or two will be, be a very good player for the Gators.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Um, Fills the need. You know, Florida's recruited defensive tackle position, you know, somewhat well over the last few years. David Turner obviously shown, um, you know, what he can do. Let's let's briefly get into the defensive end uh, side of the ball. You know, Florida does have, you know, two more names there, including Tyreek Sapp, who you mentioned uh, may not sign. It's been committed to Florida for, for quite some time out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, Tyreek Sapp, uh, previously ranked a five star, uh, you know, drops down to a, you know, highly ranked four star, uh, six, 260 pounds being courted by Alabama, uh, right now, um, committed gosh, what Christmas? two years now. Yeah. yeah. So you think that, that he, you know, may not, you know, not only sign early that he may not be in this class, but let's assume that he is. What do you like about Tyreek Sapp? Um, and is he an impact player from day one?
0: Yeah, he's a kid that I think if Florida's able to keep him in the fold, he can get on the field year one. Uh, he's very, very uh, compact, like six foot three, two hundred sixty-five, two hundred sixty or so pounds. Reminds me a lot, um, and I actually stole this from Rivals Mike.
1: It Reminds is. me
0: a lot of uh, of Carl Lawson when he came okay. out of high school, uh, the impact defensive end for Auburn Auburn Tigers back in the day. Now he's a very compact, very powerful defensive end that specialty is a bull rush he's still got quick feet needs to get a little bit better with his hands at this point in his career but he's a he's a kid that's just a load if you see him in person he's just physically imposing um so Florida needs to do everything they can to try to keep that kid in the class they need desperately need help at strong side defensive end Zach Carter's their guy we don't know if he's going to be there be here next year um and then you've got Princely mm-hmm. uh I won't butcher his last name right now <laughs> um, that's really the only other strong side defensive end behind it. So you've got to be able to keep a kid like that in the class.
1: Yeah, certainly a concern at the strong side defensive end. I know we've talked a lot about it on stadium and gay on, I think we even talked about it on maybe the first episode of facts only is that Florida's a big fan of taking those tweener kind of athletic guys, those that sit in between linebacker and, and defensive end. And I think that you've seen, you know, with, you know, um, uh, with Kyrie Campbell out this season when you had to move Zach Carter in, you know, in, in Florida, potentially lose Brenton Cox, you know, to the NFL draft this season, potentially lose, uh, Zachary Carter, that Florida is in a position where they're really lacking, you know, some real true defensive end production. Uh, that is, that is true. Like you said, strong side. So you have princely, I believe it's Uman Milan, but you know, until, uh, you know, maybe a sophomore year when we, we have to learn his name. But outside of that, you know, Florida is really, really desperate for some need at the defensive end position, which then, you know, brings us in, And then I want to kind of cumulatively talk about the defensive line, you know, to justice Boone, who's 6'5, 240 pounds out of Sumter, South Carolina. I know that he's a guy that, you know, Florida's really, really high on. He's, you know, high, probably higher ranked in Florida's book than maybe some of the, uh, the websites have him at as a four-star. Uh, but again, to me is more of that weak side defensive end. And, and again, the difference between strong side defensive end and that weak side defensive end is really where your tight end or where your heavy set is lined up. You know, I don't see him being able to contribute at that strong side defensive end. So that really makes, you know, Tyreek Sappa a must get for Florida. And if not, they have a huge need in the transfer portal to fix that defensive end position.
0: Yeah, I actually, I'm I might have to disagree with you there a little bit, And okay. I think this kid, if if you look at him, if you've ever seen his his physical makeup, he's a kid that can add a lot of good weight. So at six foot five, 240 pounds right now, he might not be typical uh, strong side defensive end body type at this moment, but he's a kid that's I believe he's going to enroll early at Florida as well. Yep, um, and he's someone that can add a lot of good weight. Once he gets on campus, he's fra- he's got long arms. He's got a good frame that I think he can play at about 270 pounds, no problem, and not lose any bit of that explosiveness that's made him so good this year. This year,
1: well, Florida's going to rely on on him uh, next year. You know, especially if Tyreek Sapp does not enroll. Um, do you see him being an impact player? Do you think you know from a technique perspective? You know, I know that you said he he can add some weight and play. Mm-hmm you know, certainly at a, uh, you know, a heavier weight, which is is sometimes easier said than done, but talk to us about his technique and and what you like about him as a player uh, of what we see so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As you can see here in his highlights, uh, if it starts to play um, he's very, very quick off the ball. And that's one of the things that I think jumped out at me the most when I watched his tape, he's quick off the ball. He's very, he's a lot stronger than he looks Um, He uses a lot of bull rush. He's going to have to refine his technique as far as his hands go. Um, But as you see there, he just kind of overpowers the guy and then blows by him. He's a a little bit raw right now, so I I don't think he's someone that's going to get a lot of playing time as a freshman unless he absolutely has to, which which you just spoke about. Mm -hmm. But he's someone that I think a year from now, after he's been in the weight program, after he's played, refined his technique, somebody that can be a huge impact player for the Gators.
1: You know who he kind of reminds me of, Connor, is, is a guy that is actually a good friend of mine is, is Jermaine Cunningham. You know, Jermaine came, you know, from Georgia uh, to Florida as a tall, lean guy, uh, but there's just something about his ability to to wreak havoc where he was able to get on the field early and make some impact plays, even as not a huge guy. Now, you know, what you saw Jermaine Cunningham, you know, during his career that ultimately gets gets him drafted by the Patriots is, is he adds weight, but he keeps that speed right? And so that's the biggest thing that whenever you're talking about a player adding weight is even if they look like they can add weight is the ability to keep that speed. Um, like you said, Connor, I do have some questions about maybe his hand placement a little bit. He looks like a one move type of guy, but again, you know, when you're that much better than a lot of the talent that you're playing now, no offense to, you know, who Sumter County's playing. Cause I know in South Carolina, they're, they're better. Um, you know, they're playing the better talent there, but what you see, you know, in, you know, a lot of his clips is either he's, just quicker than the, the tackle that he's going against or he's able to overpower them so when he does have to make some moves I do have some questions about you know what his ability to get off of that block is outside of just overpowering somebody but what you do like about him is certainly he's able to wreak havoc and hell if that's all he has to do to make an impact in high school then that's all you have to do to make an impact in high school right yeah, absolutely perfect so uh, Connor let's let's go over you know kind of that front seven you know, give the class, you know, an A to an F. How do you think, you know, they did, you know, recruiting, you know, linebackers, defensive tackles and defensive ends, assuming, you know, that all of these people that we just talked
0: about, you know, stay in the class. I'd say it's probably a C plus B minus class. As far as that goes, I think they still need to add another defensive lineman. They need so much more depth along the defensive line. Um, And then you've got a guy that, you're waiting on an Xavier and to add to the linebacker class. I think they still need to add another linebacker as well with as much need as they've had. So as of right now, before early signing day, I'd say C plus B minus on the front seven class.
1: So add in, we're going to talk about him in a bit, but add in Xavier. pardon me, add in Xavier, sorry, does that change? Or is it still kind of the same?
0: No, I think if you add a player that's as good as Xavier and sorry, or, or even a, a Trevin Wallace or Terrence Lewis, I don't know what their options are as far as linebacker goes, with, with Xavier Sori kind of stringing them along all the way until early signing day. But if you can add any of those guys, I think your class, your front seven class goes from that to probably a B plus or a minus class. Cause those mm. kids are so impactful. Perfect.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm you're a little bit more bullish than I am right now. I have the group as is, is probably a B. Um, I think you add Zavian Sorty. Maybe you go from like an 80 to maybe an 85, 86, still not a B plus. Um, you know, I think that Florida is still missing on that strong side, defensive end. Um, you know, Tyreek Sapp is great. Justice Boone is, is a good player, but I still think that Florida, you know, has a glaring hole there and adding another, you know, person there, adding a, another body there that could contribute is going to be big because, you know, I don't see Zach Carter coming back. Princely, Uman, Milan, you know, certainly we've seen some flashes, you know, from him this year. But, you know, there's still some some question marks there. At linebacker, you know, Chief Borders I think is solid. I think that Jeremiah Williams is really good. Uh, you add in Xavier Sori, I think that that certainly helps. But, you know, looking at, at the group holistically, I, I just think that there, there were some opportunities to really improve the room. And I think that they, they're kind of maintaining – Uh, more than than improving. But you know, we'll certainly see once they all, uh, you know, enroll and start to contribute on the field. Before we get to defensive backs, let's give a shout out to another uh, new sponsor of ours. So if you're in the state of Florida and you're looking to buy a new home, uh, maybe rent your home, maybe find renters uh, to rent your place that you own or have an investment property, or maybe you yourself are looking to rent somewhere. uh, Give Danette Thompson at Central Property Realties a call at 954-341-9089 has over 30 years of experience in real estate. She's based down in South Florida. She's proud Gator, University of Florida alumna. So give her a call if you're looking to do anything regarding real estate, whether it's residential or commercial, uh, in the state of Florida, 954-383-9194 or visit centralpropertiesrealty.com. All right, Connor, uh, back end of this class, DeWan Black, a guy that was committed to Florida out of Mississippi a couple years ago, uh, enrolls in junior college, does well, recommits to Florida, did well his freshman year. Uh didn't play this year because junior college isn't playing, I don't believe. Dewan Black, safety linebacker, star, tweener, kind of all things above. Break down DeWan Black. And I know that Gator Nation loves Dewan Black.
0: Oh man, I'm a huge DeWan Black fan. Just if if he doesn't ever do anything amazing at Florida just because of the sheer determination to be able to get to Florida. Um, but, yeah, DeWan Black's a, a fantastic talent. He was a borderline five-star before he didn't play his senior year in high school uh, due to academic concerns, and he's just as good, if not better, than what he was as a senior in high school. Like you said, went to junior college, did really well his freshman year, was one of the top players on a team that won a junior college national championship, um, and he's a kid that can play a little bit of everything, strong mm. safety, uh, linebacker, star. He's one of those uh, – and they love to use the term now unicorns, like an Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I don't think he's quite as fast as Isaiah Simmons was, but he's, a, he's just, just as athletic. And he's a, he's a fantastic player can cover. He's one of those kids that can cover, hopefully a Kyle Pitts type tight end receiver. Um, but I'm, I'm just a huge DeWan Black fan. I can't, couldn't be happier for the kid to be able to get to Florida in January.
1: Yeah, man. Super exciting. Awesome story. Uh, like Connor said, if you didn't know it, academic concerns, wasn't able to play a senior year comes in, plays an incredible senior junior college. I think two, four, seven, uh, sorry, Connor had him ranked as the number one junior college player in the country. Uh, after just his freshman year, obviously they don't play this year. Um, but really a guy that can come in and I think, you know, if you talk about anybody that has the chance to play their, their first year at Florida, I think Dewan Black is definitely one of those guys. Uh, come in strong, athletic, big, 6'4", 215. Probably still has the opportunity to add a little bit of weight there. Where do you ultimately see him playing the most, Connor?
0: I think he's going to be one of those kids that plays that outside linebacker star position. Okay. Uh, we have him listed as a, as a safety on rivals right now, just because of the sheer versatility of him. But he's one of those kids, like you said, he's about six foot four, 215 pounds, still has the ability to add weight once he gets into a a better weight program than he had at Mississippi Gulf coast. Um, and best part about it for Florida fans, he's a three year guy because he only played one year at junior college. He's a guy that I think could come in and start right away and have three years of eligibility.
1: Do you think that he moves into that star spot right away, maybe takes it from a, a Trevez Johnson as maybe he more moves back to a more natural position at safety? Um, I mean, you know, if you were to guess, I mean, you think he plays 25% of the snaps on defense next year, 10%,
0: 50%? If I had to make a guess, I'd probably say closer to 50 just because okay. of how versatile he is. I don't think he necessarily takes away Treves Johnson's star spot because okay. I think Trevez is going to be the guy next year. I think it's just going to be, be dependent upon the situation that they have. If you've got a team that's got a really good tight end, I think he plays more of that star position. But uh, I think Trevez is going to pretty much be entrenched in that star role. I think DeJuan will switch back and forth between outside linebacker and strong safety.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, let's get to your more true defensive backs here in a row, uh, You know, cornerbacks that is. Dakota Mitchell, Winter Park, uh, 5'11", 180 pounds, uh, committed to Florida back in June. Um a name that I know that, that Florida has been high on for a while, but talk to us a little bit about Dakota Mitchell and what you like uh, out of him.
0: Yeah. Dakota Mitchell's a extremely physical kid. I think he's going to fit into that star spot uh, after Travez makes his way through the university. Um, he's a kid that is listed as a safety. Um, but like I said, he, he covers well, he's great blitzing. He's a good tackler. And he's not afraid to mix it up uh, in the box. So I think he's going to fit in at the star spot. Uh, but I, I I, like the kid a lot. I think yeah, we I, have him a little underrated.
1: I like him too. Um, I think he's physical. I think he plays great talent. I think that he's a good, uh, a really good player. Uh, I think that he is able, he's, I think he's going to play similar to what Marco Wilson did. I think that he's going to play some outside corner and uh, that star position as well. Um, you have him more as a star. I'm, I'm curious to see how Florida is able to balance that with Trevis Johnson being there uh, for at least another two years, potentially three. I guess he could technically be there for four years because this year doesn't count. Uh, Dewan Black being that guy. You know, Florida, you know, seemingly has a lot of these tweeners. Um, you know, you could add Amari Bernie technically into that as well That that are playing this you know, star linebacker hybrid. Um, but I know Dakota Mitchell plays more of that cornerback star hybrid compared to that linebacker star hybrid that that we've seen. So we'll definitely be curious to see, you know, how much he gets on the, uh, the field during his career. Let's talk about Jordan Young from Gaither High School here in Tampa. Six uh, foot, 185 pounds. Uh, You guys have him ranked as a four star commits just a couple days after Dakota Mitchell does uh, kind of in that slew of commitments Florida got in June and July. Um, Jordan Young, in my opinion, uh, is is a little bit more underrated than some of the other guys. I wouldn't have him ranked higher than a four star. But you guys have, you know, five, eight. I have maybe as a five, nine type of guy um, in your rankings. I think that he's super physical. I think that he's a ball hawk. I think that he high points the ball. But but Connor, tell us a little bit more uh, about Jordan Young.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. He's very physical. Uh, I've seen him play a couple times in person, seven-on-seven seven camps, and then also down in Tampa. Uh, he's a very physical kid, uh, pressed man corner if he, if he's going to play corner. Another kid that I think could play the star role just because of how physical he is. Now, at about 185 pounds, he's still got a lot of room to fill out. I think he might actually move to safety at the next level. Okay, reminds me a lot of uh, Trey Dean physically. Where he has the room to grow, add a lot of a lot of solid weight, um, and I think he's he's a little bit of a ball hawk. He's not overly fast, so once you get to the SEC, you have to turn and run with those speedy receivers. I'm not sure if he'll be able to do that at the next level. Okay. So I think his best fit at the next level might be at safety.
1: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, let's move to Donovan McMillan, a guy committed back in July. Uh, was between Florida and I believe Penn State at the time, six foot two, 193 pounds out of McMurray, Pennsylvania, which I believe is near Pittsburgh. Uh, Donovan McMillan, again, a, a big, lanky cornerback, it seems like. Um, Safety our safety, i part, it seems like Ron English uh, and Todd Grantham really like uh, their, their safeties. tall. They like them big, uh, big hitter, uh, in my opinion, um, really like Donovan McMillan and to go into big 10 country and steal him, uh, you know, from some, some big schools, you know, I think speaks, uh, you know, volumes of, of their ability to, uh, to recruit and develop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think Donovan McMillan is one of those kids that kind of didn't blow up as far as major power five offers until the summer and Florida benefited from that. He's a kid that is a, he was a state runner up in wrestling last year. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to be able to be a physical kid. He's going to take, if he's got to come down from the safety spot, he'll take out blocks, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But most importantly, what I've noticed on his film, he's a fantastic tackler and Florida struggled with that a lot this year at safety guys coming down. Can't, can't secure the tackle and you need that as a safety as Ahmad says on Stadium Miguel you guys have to be able to make those tackles you're the safety you're the last line of defense and I think Donovan McMillan is one of those kids that will make sure that he's making those sure tackles and like you said six foot 193 pounds with room to get larger um, I think he'll play about six two two ten around Keanu Neal size and be able to play very well at that size so
1: Connor, what do you think it was about him that, do you think it was his school? You know, I know he plays at a smaller school. Uh, what do you think it was that, that made Donovan McMillan go under the radar for so long? Because I know that you guys didn't have him ranked. And then all of a sudden you have him ranked in the top what 150 or, or so 160. Um, I mean, that's a huge jump. What, what do you think
0: it was? I really couldn't tell you. It could be a combination <laughs> of being at a, at a small private school in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, but I think we had him at a 5.53 star when he committed to Florida and then right after that he bumped up to a four star and then now he's in the rivals 250.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, incredible player. Uh, what I love about him, um, you don't see in it might be scheme. you just never know when you're watching highlight tapes and you only have a, a little bit. Don't see him a bunch in uh, in man coverage or, or defending the pass as much. Uh, but what you do see a, about him is a few things. number one, definitely a downhill runner uh, gets the ball, knows where the ball is. And like you said, a sure tackler uh, you mentioned his wrestling background. I mean, I think that that's huge, especially when you're talking about Florida having as many missed tackles at that safety position uh, as they have. I mean, at the end of the day, I want the big major, right? Will Hill type of hit, but I want them to, to wrap up and make the tackle like a mod black used to do. Um,
0: Absolutely. really
1: really good on the perimeter uh I think really good at chasing folks down um great at run support um I think that he's a guy that Florida's going to probably use in blitz packages as well uh definitely instinctive uh really like him I think that he in my opinion is going to be you know a multi-year starter at Florida I think that that's the kind of safety you want uh, at Florida I think that he's smart I think that he's instinctive I think that you can see all of that now Time will tell when he gets onto campus, but when you're talking about getting a player that can truly make a long-term impact, maybe they're not the all American, maybe they're not a first round draft pick, but when you're talking about a guy that's going to come in and really make a long-term impact, I think that Donovan McMillan probably has to be, you know, near the top of your, um, your list there.
0: No, absolutely. I agree.
1: All right. Let's go to the, uh, the bell cows of, of this defensive back class. Uh, Jason Marshall and Corey Collier, Jason Marshall is your cornerback, uh, you know, four highly ranked four-star guy or five-star guy uh, on, on the different sites, 6'1", 173 pounds, commits to Florida uh, back in August, um, I mean, just an incredibly good cornerback, a lockdown cornerback that I think, you know, is going to probably hold, you know, down, I don't know, maybe two years at an outside cornerback position.
0: Yeah, I definitely think he's capable of that. He is coming into a room that's got a solid cornerback group with Kyrie Elam, Jaden Hill. Uh, but I think he's a kid that's going to be in the rotation day one. Yep. Uh, you said you said we have him listed 6'1", 173. I got to see him in person a couple weeks ago. He's now every bit of 6'2", about 190 pounds. Wow. So he's, he's put on some good weight. It's not – and it's not bad weight. It's good weight. Moves well. He's – definitely more uh, comfortable as a press man corner because he's so physical, so strong, um, but he can play a little bit of everything. And I think he's one of those kids that Florida always finds a way to pull one really good cornerback usually in, in just about every class. And this is that, this is that kid for their class.
1: Who, who recently would you compare him to? Is he more of a Kyer Elam type? Is he a, a, Janoris Jenkins type? Is he, you know, a Vernon Hargraves, you know, more of a technique guy that's maybe not the most physical, uh, who do you think you, you, you would compare him to?
0: And that's a tough one. Um, as far as stature goes, I would have to say Kyer Elam. They're both very similar in build. Um, I think Kyer was a little bit better technically coming out of high school, but I think Jason's a little bit better an athlete. Uh is a fantastic athlete. Don't get me wrong, but I think sure. Jason is just just that good.
1: I love it, man. I love it. Well, let's get back to the safety position. Corey Collier, 6'2", 180 pounds. That's what it's listed at, but I know that he's probably added some weight since then. You guys have him ranked as a five-star. A lot of the other services have him ranked as a highly rated four-star. Uh, also comes out of Palmetto High School, Jason Marshall. Um, impactful kid. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what you like out of Corey Collier.
0: Yeah, we have him rated as a five-star simply because we think his upside is so high. 6 foot 2 like you said 180 pounds and he's got long arms he's got a frame that'll add a lot of good weight he's got a lot of range back there at safety he's real smart but the biggest thing i like about him and as we mentioned with Donovan McMillan he's not afraid to come downhill and make a hit he throws his body around good in run support and he's one of those kids that i think enrolling in january he'll he'll have the opportunity to play early at florida cuz the safety play as we've discussed has not been very good He's a kid that can come in, make an impact early, but I think long-term he's probably got the highest ceiling of anybody in this defensive back class.
1: And, and what is does he have good technique? I mean, obviously he's physical, you know, and you'll see that when you watch him, but pardon me, how's his technique?
0: His technique's solid. I mean, he's the, he's the son of a former Florida state football player. So he's been doing this since he's a very young, but he's got, he's got solid technique. He could get a little bit better. Um, does get a little bit at, uh, lazy at times where he f- relies on his natural athletic ability, but the kid's just a stud. He's got great. He's He's great at reading quarterback's eyes uh, and, and trusting his natural instincts to make a play on the ball.
1: What? So I know that you, you think that he's your, your big impact player, probably long-term, you know, on this team you see, and I know you mentioned, you think you see him playing next year. I mean, do you think that he's good enough to potentially
0: earn a starting spot next year? With the way that the safety position's been going, I think there's a possibility that he does, especially <laughs> with him being on campus in January. Um, I find it hard to, to just sit back and think, like, okay, who's your returning safeties? I mean, you've got Sean Davis leaving. Yep. You've got Brad Stewart leaving. You've got Donovan Steiner leaving, who have been your safeties for the year. You've got Rashad Torrance, who I think is a fantastic safety. Um, and then Trey Dean's been playing a little bit of yep. safety for you. And I know Corey's got a little – I think Corey's better in coverage than both of those guys, Rashad Torrance and Trey Dean. And he's just as good in run support, in my opinion, that I've seen in high school. Now, I don't know right. how he's going to adjust to the college level, the SEC level, but I think he's a better better cover guy than either of those two that are on campus right now.
1: I love it, man. I love it. All right, let's look. Again, going over, DeJuan Black, Dakota Mitchell, Jordan Young, Donovan, Donovan McMillan, pardon me, Jason Marshall and Corey Collier. What would you rank this group? A to
0: i I've got to give this group an A, man. It's one of the best defensive back classes in the country, in my opinion. And uh, it's got the opportunity to get even better if Florida can close with their last guy.
1: Yeah. And we're going to talk about that here just in a second. Now, I I, like you said, Connor, I like this group as a B plus a minus Um, again, just a really, really solid group fills a lot of holes uh, in terms of what they're trying to do. Big physical guys um, that I think all are going to make an impact. Um, I don't see any player, you know, out of these, you know, six names that we listed as people that, won't start in or not won't start, pardon me, won't play, you know, within their first two years of being on campus. And that's what you want. You want to see these guys be able to get on the field early, often the ability to make plays. And I think they're all physical. I think that they're all multi-tool players. And I truly think that all of them uh, will make an impact at the university of Florida, which is not, Something that you you know could have always said about the defensive back class, and you know hopefully this allows Florida to get back to their DBU moniker that I know uh, this year has certainly been uh, something that they're not bragged a ton about. Uh, this week is a big week uh, for visitors uh, at the University of Florida um, in a year where visits have been very quiet. They've been on their own. Uh, Florida is bringing eight kids onto campus this week and they're doing their own thing. You can't really host uh, visits the same way you've previously been able to, but let's run through uh, those names with some really big names mixed in there. The first one uh, is defensive line. Toon Miche Adelier. How'd I do this time?
0: Well done. Listen, Dan, I, I w- I did want to tell you every time you say it, it gets a little bit better. You well know, done, Dan. I'm, I, I'm impressed.
1: I'm, I'm hoping I learned it for the right reason. Uh, again, a guy that was at IMG Academy for a year previously committed to Ohio state, uh, takes, you know, backs off his commitment to their Florida. Looks like they're in the driver's seat. We wait, we wait, we wait. And now we're seeing all these crystal balls roll in and it looks like it's an Alabama, Texas A&M battle, but he is coming to campus this weekend should this be a name that florida fans learn the name of for a future florida gator
0: unless something crazy happens this weekend i don't think you need to learn the name he's a kid i i I think it's very encouraging that he's going to be on campus this week for the lsu game but i think at the end of the day it just ends up being texas a&m
1: all right man well another one um Tristan Lee, offensive lineman, offensive tackle, five star. Him and his brother Aiden Lee, twenty twenty three, offensive lineman, are coming to campus. You know, Florida's kind of been in the backseat of um, you know his his recruitment, but he is coming on to campus. What are your thoughts? He is. He,
0: it's it's interesting because the entire time through his process, there's he's had his top four, his top five, and then just miraculously, Florida kind of pops up out of nowhere. He had a top five, I think, at one point, and then goes, you know what? A week later, I'm going to update it to a top six and throw Florida in there. And then now it's he seems all but locked up to go somewhere else. And then you know what? I'm going to go visit Florida one more time. So uh, it he, for whatever reason, Florida is stuck in this kid's mind where he continues to give them thought. Um, I don't know that it's going to be enough thought to sway him to slide through Gainesville and end up being a Gator, but uh, it's it's pretty interesting that he continues to mention the Gators
1: bringing his brother onto campus. Uh, do you know anything much about, uh, Aiden Lee?
0: I still a very young kid. He's a 2023 yeah. prospect. So, uh, he's still very raw. I don't know a whole lot about him. Honestly, I haven't really caught up on my 2023, f- uh, film review I, yet. Yeah, on it, Connor. Um, I, I do, I do. I'm slacking. I'm sorry. Um, but he's, it seems like he's a solid kid. I I just know I know Tristan is elite of the elite offensive tackles, and if Florida could find a way to pull that off, that would kind of get people off uh, John Hevesy's back a little bit.
1: All right, let's get into the name that everybody wants to—the two names that everybody wants to know about: linebacker Xavier Sori and defensive back Terry and Arnold. Uh, Both have had some crystal balls lately, sending them to Georgia and Alabama, respectively. Florida looks to be sitting, you know, potentially in the driver's seat for Terry and Arnold as of a few weeks ago. And Georgia looked to be sitting in the driver's seat for Xavier and Sori a few weeks ago. Connor, where are we at there? Has the driver changed?
0: I think the driver stays the same for Xavier and Sori. He's a kid that his mom really likes Florida. But I think Georgia is going to find a way to pull that one off here next week. And then as far as Terry and Arnold goes, uh, it's really who knows what that kid doesn't he's a, he's a kid that's very, very vocal about who he likes, but as far as giving, tipping his hand, he doesn't do it. So it's one of those things that we'll, we'll just have to find out in February because he's one of those kids that's not going to sign early. He's going to drag it all the way out until February national signing day.
1: All right. All right. Um, We'll wait patiently for your uh, for those updates there. Uh, defensive back commit Dakota Mitchell and Donovan McMillan, who we talked about, are both uh, coming onto campus this weekend. 2022 commit five-star Sam McCall, who plays at safety position, who I think is just going to be a rock star at the University of Florida. He'll be on campus. And then another 2022 defensive back target, Javante McClendon out of the Lakeland area, I believe, uh, is coming onto campus. days late. He might be a commit in this class. What are your thoughts?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, Javante is actually the high school teammate of Sam McCall. They played together at Lake Gibson. So that's a nice little thing working in the Gators favor there. I do think that um, there's a possibility that Javante could commit this weekend. He's coming up uh, from what I've heard with a lot of his family. He's coming up with his teammate, Sam. Uh, I think it's a possibility that uh, the Gators add a safety to the 2022 class this weekend.
1: I love it. I love it. Let's talk about a few other names and we're going to answer some questions here. Uh, and sorry, uh, that Florida might be a little bit behind, but talk. And in the back burner for, for a while.
0: I'm sorry. Say that again. I lost you halfway through that.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. So talk about Trevin Wallace a little bit.
0: Yeah. Trevin Wallace is a kid out of Georgia. Um, as far as I know, his family and him grew are uh, big time Gator fans. I don't know what the extent of the communication has been between him and Florida. I know Christian Robinson has been in communication with him, but to what extent, I'm not sure. Um, he's a kid that I think. If he does push back his signing until February, he could end up being a Gator. But if he decides to sign early, I think Florida could miss out on a very talented young linebacker.
1: And speaking of linebackers, Terrence Lewis, former UF commit, uh, was committed what I believe is junior year for just a couple of years. South Florida commits to Tennessee. Tennessee's all high and mighty and just like everything else, Tennessee brags about for a while it all comes crumbling down. He's one of, what, three, four, five commitments that they've had over the last couple weeks. Um, Does Florida have a chance at this five-star linebacker?
0: Yeah, I do think they have a chance. Uh, He said he's going to release his top three on Monday. I would not be surprised to see Florida in that group. I think it'll be a combination of either Texas A&M, Auburn, Miami, or Florida. Uh, I think those four schools are – jockeying for that position. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Florida be in that group in the couple of days before early signing day. And if Florida makes a push, I think they could possibly land him.
1: What would you, and I don't want to get our fans hopes up, but what, what would you put as, you know, the likelihood that that Terrence Lewis is in this class greater than 50% or less than
0: 50% as of today, I'd say less.
1: Okay. All right. Let's, let's answer a few questions before we roll out of here. Uh, This one's from Gators5787. Do you think we have a chance with Huggins and Juco? John Huggins, again, uh, left Florida uh, after a few issues a few years ago, goes and enrolls uh, in junior college, is now ranked as one of the higher-ranked junior college prospects. Do you think that that ship has sailed, or do you think Florida uh, has a shot with John Huggins?
0: No, I definitely think that ship has sailed. I don't see him uh, ever returning to the University of Florida. Okay. Um, outside of
1: that, I think we've gotten most of these questions, a lot of questions on Xavier and sorry, a lot of questions on it. If he's trolling him, uh, trolling Florida. Um, I guess there was maybe a video with Kirby smart filmed. that I, I didn't see that. I can't keep up with all these guys. Uh, but outside of that, Connor, looking cumulatively at the class, again, knowing all we know it's my final question to you, give this class a rank. Offense
0: defense, just kind of big picture here. Uh, I mean, I would say offensively, I think the skill positions are solid. Uh, offensive line, you want to see a lot better recruiting, as we, as we discussed in the last episode. Uh, so offensively, I'd say probably a C+, plus, B-, minus, just because okay. the skill positions are so good. Your wide receiver class is fantastic. I think your tight ends are very underrated. And your quarterback class is solid. Yeah. Um, and then defensively, I think your defensive class is going to be a B or a B+. Plus. Uh, I like I like what they've done with the defensive line class. I love the freaking DB class. Um, and then linebackers, I think they need to add another one. D-line, I, I think they need to add another one as well. But as of right now, I'd say a solid B, B-plus for that side of the ball.
1: So for the whole class, you're giving it a, a B? Overall solid class, B?
0: I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say a solid B.
1: Okay. I like it, man. I like it. I think that Florida, I, I would agree with you, Connor. I think that on the offensive side of the ball, my biggest – uh, question mark, uh, and I'm going to add DeMarcus Bowman in there just because he's he's already announced, I think, on the offensive side of the ball they do a great job. Offensive line, I, I really just think that they, they missed the chance to get some elite uh, playmakers at that position. On the defensive side of the ball, we talked about it. You know, I would have loved to see another linebacker in there. I would have loved to see, you know, a little bit more help on that strong side, defensive end side, just where they're missing some pieces. But I think they solidify themselves in the tight end room, the running back room, the quarterback room, the wide receiver room, uh, the safety room, the cornerback room. So, you know, all in all, I think that Florida ends this class strong. Um, I would like to see, you know, the 2022 class, you know, a little bit more elite. And I know that we're not just looking and chasing stars. But I think that we we had the chance, you know, in 2021 to to really make an impact. And I think that this is a solid class. It's the number six ranked class for a reason. Uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if, you know, with some addition of, you know, some other prospects or some other schools of Florida doesn't, you know, shift down to that seven, eight, nine spot, which, again, isn't a bad spot. And we've seen that Dan Mullen has the ability to recruit and develop, you know, well, but we're just missing you know, a couple of those elite pieces, you know, those Jason Marshalls are what you want. Those Corey Colliers are what you want, but DeMarcus Robin, or DeMarcus Bowman, pardon me. Those are what you want, but there's just a couple more pieces that I think brings Florida from that really very good recruiting class to that elite recruiting class.
0: No, absolutely. I agree. I, there's a couple, like you said, a couple pieces keeping Florida outside of that top five. Uh, and it's those big time players, especially along the offensive line. You go where you go as far as your, your trenches go, especially in an SEC. So if if Florida can't clean that up, I think they're still going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah, absolutely,
1: uh, Connor. One last name that I know that we didn't mention—we talked about it right before the show started. Ja'Kurey Brown's coming on to campus this weekend, quarterback.
0: Yes, 2022 Rivals 250 dual threat quarterback from Valdosta Lowndes High School. Jacurry Brown will be on campus. He's he's visited several times. One of the top uh, quarterbacks on Dan Mullen's board for the 2022 class, and uh, a big Gator fan, as far as I understand. So, should should we Should be interesting this weekend? Are we on commit watch? Maybe I'm not sure. Honestly, I know Jakuri likes Florida a lot. Uh, I think if he was to do it, I wouldn't be surprised, but I I don't want to say, yeah, he's, he's set to do it this weekend.
1: Awesome. Man. Awesome. Well, Connor- but I'd
0: like to see Kyle Trask throw a few touchdowns, get him a little excited, see if we can't get him to uh, give me a story or something like that.
1: I love it. I love it, man. Well, Connor, tell everybody again where they can find you uh, and read all of your stuff that you're updating daily on Rivals.com.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, My Twitter is CJ underscore Clark one. I write for Rivals Gators territory. You can find me on there. All of my pieces. I do both team and recruiting aspect of the Florida Gators. Love to do it. I enjoy every second of it. So if you guys enjoy it too, that makes it even better for me.
1: Man, I love it. And, again, this is Dan Thompson. Shout out to Silk. Uh, he'll be with us when we do this on Wednesday. You can find me on Twitter with a new handle. We were able to drop the underscore today, Connor.
0: It's
1: <laughs> PK Thompson. You can find me there. Other than that, we look forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday. And, as always, go Gators.